when you're too cheap to go to the library. The look inside this book club. I'm Becky Selengut. And I'm Matthew Amster Burton. All right. Well, we're here. We're still processing um, Matthew's um, Peeling Willie uh, display at the nude beach in Vancouver. It didn't start peeling. It didn't start peeling at all, actually. But for the purposes of me yes-ending this joke, it didn't start peeling till after the sunburn. Oh, I love all the caveats you had to give there so people didn't yeah. think you had a Peeling Willie, <laughs> which is the name of the school that the boy went to last, uh-huh. last week. And also, it's actually, you know, it sounds more like the name of a pub, right? The let's, Peeling Willie let's pub? Let's go down to the Peeling Willie and get a pint. Oh. Is that good? I like that. Okay. I think people would be very nervous to go to the Peeling Willie Pub. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't see why. <laughs> our our uh, the logo is uh, like a potato peeler, <laughs> um, or just it, like a a, uh, a bark of a cherry tree. <laughs> you know how they just. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, like a madrona tree. No, well, madrona too. Yeah, cherry trees peel too. I don't know anything yeah. about trees. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into I, this I keep book, having eh? the experience, like, because it's summer in Seattle that people keep saying things to me about plants. And I'm like, mm. yeah, I love, like, geraniums, geraniums too. Do you know nothing about plants? In Almost not. Well, okay. I took a botany class, a yeah. couple of botany classes, but that, that, you know, I learned the worst things about plants, like the Latin names and stuff, and, oh. like, families of plants. Like, oh, it doesn't, okay. it, it wasn't a gardening class. True. I, I said that as if gardening is is like racist. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, this week's book is Heat, a hotter than hell romance, I, outlaw romantic suspense by Holly S. Roberts. I am ready. I consider myself an outlaw in a lot of ways. Do you know? No. Um, this is has two hundred twenty three five star reviews, which is pretty amazing. Here's here's the the extent to which I don't consider myself an outlaw. Um, I declared at the border that we had some leftovers, and oh, you did not. <laughs> they did not. They did not uh, confiscate them. Did you but I'm really? an idiot. Yes. That's so weird and super honest and kind of endearing. But like it wasn't it wasn't like a principled thing exactly. It was like a afterwards like why did I do that? <laughs> I have leftovers. <laughs> That's oh. amazing. All right. And also, can you take a look at this peeling skin? <laughs> All right, chapter 1. They say your life flashes before your <laughs> Did you leave anything behind in Canada? <laughs> okay. Sorry. Chapter 1. They say your life flashes before your eyes when death is imminent. Mm-hmm. That's not quite true. It's a perpetually fast stream of dreams. Stream of dreams. Oh, I love, <laughs> I love visiting the stream of dreams and seeing all the, the houses. <laughs> perpetually fast stream of dreams, failures, and fucking what ifs. Ooh, fucking what ifs. Oh, I have those all the time. Oh my gosh, that's so many what ifs. Or at least that's how it was for me. People call me Mac, M-A-K. Sure. Okay. Mock. People call me Mac, but my real name is Madison Abigail Kinlock. Nice. That's why people call me Mab. I'm standing in an underground parking garage in downtown Phoenix with pepper spray pointing at a cheating douchebag. Okay, two things. First of all, I think the previous book also took place in an underground parking garage. That's true. And what's your middle initial? L. So, uh, Rules. BLS. Rules. Rebecca. Oh, yeah. RL. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, no fun to say. Nope. No, nope nothing not, funny in there. Nothing funny there. <clears throat> the temperature is over 100 degrees, and sweat is dripping down my brow and into my eyes, causing them to burn. Bleh. The douche, Harry Dandridge. How how hairy was he? Harry Dandridge seems, which you're going to hear, he is. Okay. It's a great name for this guy. Okay. Harry Dandridge, which sounds like sort of like Harry Dandruff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Harry Dandridge seems to think his bat will one-up my pepper spray. Or like Harry Browridge. He could be right. Dandridge wants my camera along with a piece of my skull, and who can blame him? Oh, so it's like a fight. I followed Harry into the garage. (laughs) He said helpfully. Oh, my God. (laughs) I have leftovers, he said, (laughs) unnecessarily. (laughs) They're going to be confiscated at bat point. (laughs) He brought leftovers to a bat fight. (laughs) (laughs) I followed Harry into the garage. Now Harry sounds really funny. Yeah, uh uh-huh. I followed Harry into the garage and took pictures while a prostitute gave him a blowjob in the back seat of his white Lincoln. What? Oh, he, oh, so he's like a PI. She's a PI. She, sorry. Sexist. Madison Abigail Kinlock. Oh, right. Yeah. But I girls can't fight. I, w- I would have escaped without incident if I hadn't decided a close-up dick shot was called for, all in the name of cheating douchebags, of course. Harry, right. Harry was well occupied when a speeding car squealed its tires and Harry opened his eyes. I took a picture at that exact moment, and believe me, it's a moneymaker. Woohoo! Harry dis- That's why they call it a money shot. Harry dislodged the prostitute from his dick, <laughs> tossed her to the cement, and charged from the car with a shiny aluminum bat in hand. For a guy with a pot belly and his willy hanging from his unzipped pants, he moved quickly. Ugh. Wait, so uh, I, think, I think she was the one who dislodged. Like, I don't what? think he dislodged her. I think oh, she dislodged him. Um, no, if he pulls his dick out of her mouth. I, oh, wait, how is I it think, said? I think, like, to be... What was it said? Hold on. This is this is one of my one of my classic uh, hilarious no, right. semantics rants. No. Harry dislodged his dick from the prostitute is how it should have been. Yeah, written. did not yeah. Harry dislodge the prostitute from his dick? I that's what I'm trying to yeah, say. Yeah, you, you, you dislodge by pulling something of your own. I think we really did out of it. Like you dislodge yeah. a, na- a screw out of a screw hole. <laughs> yeah, that's exa- that's exactly. <laughs> and it. basically, that's what he was yes. doing. Okay, really glad we cleared that up. Did you hear the line for a guy with a pot belly and his willy hanging from his unzipped pants? He moved yes. quickly. Okay, I just thought I'd read that one again. I the, imagine him jumping out like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> flop, 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 flop. Yeah. <laughs> the prostitute picked herself up and ran away on her six-inch platform heels faster than I could run on a pair half that high. Wow. That's three inches for those paying attention. I released the camera, <laughs> letting it swing on the strap around my neck and pulled the pepper spray. I have a gun on my hip tucked beneath my shirt, and I'm not exactly happy with my decision regarding pulling the pepper spray when my gun should should be in my hand. Mm. This shows how much my cop's instincts have deteriorated since turning in my badge and taking up P.I. work. Oh, yeah. Now I'm in a standoff with a pissed-off man who was cut off from his ejaculatory endgame <laughs> and will also be paying out a shitload of money to his soon-to-be ex-wife. Okay, I got, this, this book is pretty good uh-huh, so far. Uh-huh. Drop the bat, Mr. Dandridge, I order. His snide grin lets me know he has no intention of following my command. You think I'm afraid of a little pepper spray, you stupid bitch? Hand over the damn camera. Wow. He's got a little high voice. Yeah. His high pitched <laughs> his high pitched yeah, voice okay. his high pitched voice touches a nerve. And I'm hoping that his bright red face means he'll stroke out. And by the way, I read that. Totally stroke different. Stroke out. He'll stroke out before I, we... <laughs> he'll, he'll stroke off before, Before yeah. we reach a less than mutual understanding. And before we reach an ejac- what, ejaculatory end, end game. game. That was for real good. It's like if you go to the hospital and get an EEG. <laughs> <laughs> I ignore the sweat burn in my eyes and hold the canister steady. It's in my right hand, which is my strong arm, but my bad shoulder is holding that arm up. Oh. And I need Harry Did you to- get shot in the line of duty? Probably. And I need Harry to stroke out fairly quickly. Stop saying stroke out. <laughs> I'm never going to be able to hear that again. Mm-mm. 
It's actually a relief when, in my peripheral vision, I notice two black Cadillacs charging through the garage. Wow. They come to a sudden halt about 20 feet from me and Harry. Even with their darkly tinted windows, only idiots drive black cars in Phoenix in the summer. Just saying. Yeah. I mean, but they probably have AC. Just saying. AC. Four huge men in expensive-looking black suits wearing dark sunglasses pile out of the cars. Maybe someone is filming an Italian mob movie and we're in the middle of the shootout scene. The caddy dudes have guns, and my world has suddenly gone from sucks to be me to completely fucked. Uh Uh-oh. Before becoming a private investigator, I worked three years as a police officer on street patrol, and I know that even in their perfectly fitted designer suits, these men are thugs. This is where the flash of dreams, failures, and fucking what-ifs come in. I'm the equivalent of a blonde bombshell with brunette hair. Ha! Wait, what? Uh Uh-huh. I have large breasts, a slender waist, and a round face with huge green eyes surrounded by full, long eyelashes. This is her, like, uh, you know, moment of death reckoning. Uh Yeah, yeah. Like... Uh, Let's take like, a like a, a self inventory. Yeah, like like um, you know, I, I'm I'm gonna die in like three seconds, but at least, at least I, I got like a Barbie nice doll. tits, right? <laughs> yeah. As a young teenager, my attributes didn't stop me from being a tomboy. Over the summer of my fifteenth year, my budding breasts exploded. Ew! Oh, that that Ow. wins the prize for for you should get that looked at. Like yeah. nothing nothing we've ever come across is more is more like upsetting and medically troubling. <laughs> oh God! She goes in for budding breasts that exploded. Dad goes in for ejaculatory endgame. Yeah, <laughs> I seem to have reached <laughs> the endgame. <laughs> Over the summer of my fifteenth year, my budding breasts exploded. Also, over the summer and an explosion. That's a very slow explosion. <laughs> uh, and my new breasts most definitely interfered. Oh, that's good that they, that you got new ones. The way that that's written is so strange. It just seems like literally the these old thing. breasts exploded like right. a volcano. And, and new these ones. new tits came out from and, underneath and shot out the middle. And they interfered. Yes, yeah, so they were like battling it out. Right, <laughs> they interfered with each other. <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, uh, any Lipvic listeners who are uh-huh. handy with cartooning, can you please? Oh, I don't want to see this. Send us a photo, a, a drawing no, a photo. of the <laughs> of the budding breasts exploding and the new breasts interfering. The boys themselves put the biggest damper on things. And when she said the boys, I suddenly thought it meant that's what she referred to her breasts as. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. That's, that's what she calls uh, testicles. <laughs> the boys themselves put the biggest damper on things. The same ones I played football with during weekend pickup games changed overnight. Did their dicks um, explode. bud it's, it's explode? The summer, the summer of the exploding secondary sex characteristics. <laughs> They made up sexual stories Can about Can we read that book next week? <laughs> <laughs> they made up sexual stories about me and passed them around high school as truth. Aww. Girls and boys alike believed the rumors. I never quite understood why a loner and a bookworm who minded her own business was made out to be such a slut. Not that I gave it a lot of thought. I was also blessed to be by being born with a tough outer shell that very little invaded. She's oh, like, did- she's like a walnut. But what if she sheds that shell and during then, the same summer? Right, and then her sensitivity in, in uh interferes. Yep. If you add my couldn't-care-less attitude to my looks, most considered me a conceited bitch. Again, I didn't care. I had big dreams on my horizon, and nothing would stand in my way. My luck, my so looks... That wasn't the only big thing she, thing she had on her horizon. <laughs> my looks for some... Str- what? I don't know. I give a, it Gross didn't work. and skeevy and nasty. <laughs> Ew. Confirming, once again, why I'm glad I didn't go to the naked beach with you. My looks for... I was, I was a perfect gentleman. My looks, for some strange reason, played a part in my grand scheme for life. More than anything, I wanted to be taken seriously. This meant men, 
What? Okay, there's a comma here that should not okay, be let's, here. Let's so the way it should be is, okay, I'm going to read the way it is. Mm-hmm. This meant men would look me in the eye and not at my breasts while speaking to me. Yeah, that's That's definitely an error. This may not add up to a career in law enforcement for most people, but it did for me. Wait, what? What might not? Having a hot body that you want to cover up so people take you I don't don't know I don't know I love police officers from the time I was a child I had no fear of them I I had no fear of them because I was white they stood for integrity and justice and they made the world a safer place to live in not written by a black person. I well, saw, but I think she's going to be become disillusioned. Do you think? That's I don't what it think sounds so. like. I don't think so. She, but I mean, she quit the force, uh, or was not forced. that reason? Are you sure? Uh huh. I read ahead. See, I do read the books. I mean, I'm so proud the of the excerpts. <laughs> I saw officers as heroes. I counted the years and then months, then days, until I could put my dream into play. I even took a few criminal justice classes after graduating high school to hold me over. 21 was not the year to celebrate legal drinking. It was the year I finally realized my dream. It's so awkward. Go to the police academy? Yeah. And, it, and she also spent her time watching all of the police academy movies. <laughs> because of my uh, early summer birthday, I attended the police academy at the worst possible time. The devil's backyard isn't as hot as Phoenix, Arizona in July. Hotter than hell is a fitting description. Oh, uh, yeah. To realize my dream, I sweat through four and a half sizzling months in hell's inferno. It paid off. I graduated at the top of my class and even excelled at the physical requirements. There's no double standard in law enforcement. Men and women take the same tests, physical and academic. After completing the academy, I lived my dream for three glorious years. Three years of patrolling the streets of Phoenix in a heavy Kevlar vest, a dark blue uniform, and a shining gold badge on my chest. That is, sounds like a cop. Should we take it to a break? (laughs) Okay, sure. we're back yeah yeah okay let's get right back into this to be honest the job had its ups and downs oh the job of being a cop had its ups and downs to be honest to be honest she actually has to do an aside here sexual harassment mostly from married cops being one of the downs sure on the upside the last thing a criminal looked at when my gun taser or pepper spray was pointed in his or her direction was my chest really that's one of the upsides of being a cop and also, does she mean the last thing as in the final thing or didn't look at it? <laughs> <laughs> right. That's yeah. a good point. So first they look at the gun. Yeah. Then they look at my tits. Sure. And then back at the gun. Back at the gun. And then, <laughs> and then back at the tits. And then the last thing they look at is my gun. <laughs> <laughs> and then I shoot them. And then. And then they look at my tits exploding I... from budding little niblets. Right, and then there's an internal affairs investigation. And then they look at my gun. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Above all, I loved the camaraderie, the sense of family, and the spirit of the brother and sisterhood that Wearing Blue gave me. I, the tomboy, the loner bookworm, fit in. My dream literally came to a crashing halt high in the Arizona mountains on a ski slope. Oh, a skiing accident. It was one of my rare weekends off, and I headed up north for a day of winter snowboarding. Most people think of Arizona as desert. That's far from the truth. Is it far from the it's truth? It's far from the truth. Is it like <laughs> it's like mostly a mountain? The truth. <laughs> it's mostly the truth. Arizona has great ski areas set among the high mountain pines. Was this book partly funded by like the Arizona Tourism I know, Board? No, doesn't it sound like it? I loved untamed powder and took ridiculous risks because I was twenty-four years old and thought I was invincible. Yes, come Thank to you for come enjoy that. Arizona, um, unless you're an immigrant. I was also oh God. I was also where the where the police are there to to that's, make you feel 
Go ahead. Camaraderie. Yeah. I was also an adrenaline junkie who enjoyed getting away from the grind of the streets for a short time and testing my limits. The particular run that ruined my career wasn't even that difficult to shred. I'm a shredder. <laughs> to this day, <laughs> have you ever shredded? Never. And I like how she threw this, like, like she uh, just throws this word in as if as if she read it. She Googled. Right. She like Googled snowboarding lingo. Uh, yeah, I'm going. I'm going to uh, shred some powder. Yep. Uh, it's going to be highly aggro. Have you ever skied even? Yeah. Yeah. Once. Yeah. But, no, I've, I've downhill skied once and cross country skied a f- maybe four times. Have you ever snowboarded? No. Hmm. It, it looked sounds fun. I I would get hurt a lot. <laughs> but would you get hurt a lot? Yeah, because I would be so aggro. Uh-huh. I would tread, and then I would tread myself. The last thing you would see would be my chest getting shredded. You'd look like Matthew Jerky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my skin would be peeling for other reasons. <laughs> to this day, I'm not sure exactly what happened. The end result was a confrontation with a tree that I didn't win. Mm. I should feel lucky I'm alive. Their worst damage was a shoulder injury that required multiple surgeries. Pain, surgery, more pain, rehab, surgery... I suffered through gun, tits, gun. I suffered through this endless... Wait, did her tits make it through this okay? <laughs> uh-huh. I suffered through this endless cycle for a year. I worked my ass off and did everything the doctors told me to so I could get back on the street. But even so, at one year and two months, holding my gun left me my hands shaking. Mm. I refused to give up and fooled my orthopedic surgeon into releasing me with a fit-for-duty letter. I took four ibuprofen, amped myself up with two monster drinks, and went to the firing range to qualify. Mm. Two monster drinks... Um, that that's going to give you energy, I guess. But you'd think it would make your hands shake shakier. more. Yeah, uh-huh. That was officially the second worst day of my life. Turning in my badge and... Oh, so it did make it worse. Turning in my badge and gun takes first place. My off-duty injury nets me exactly $165 a month from the police retirement system. Oh. Even living with my thermostat on 84, the money doesn't come close to covering the cost of my monthly electric bill in 100-plus temperatures during a Phoenix summer. Bummer. Do you get the sense that they're really trying to drive home the point that it's hot. Yeah, so I guess hotter than hell. Maybe maybe the tourist board wasn't. No, maybe not behind this. I still had to pay rent, utilities, and buy food because I'm a human being in this world. <laughs> maybe maybe it's not the like the Arizona tourist board as a whole, but just like the ski oh. commission. Oh, maybe. <laughs> You know, the ski commission. (laughs) (laughs) I had few options unless I wanted to go back to school and work a minimum wage job while I got a degree. There was only one real solution. Unfortunately. I I don't think that she has earned this much backstory. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. Boring. Like, we didn't get enough action before falling into a big-ass backstory We're about to get exciting. Unfortunately, it required me to sink as low on the blue totem pole as any ex-cop can go. That sounds sexual. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I bit the bullet and applied for my PI license. I've been a PI for two years now and specialize in everything on the right side of the law. What? Don't really what? know what that means, except meaning like uh, cheating cheating spouses? I mean, it sounds like she's saying, she, maybe she's saying she only works for good guys, maybe. not bad guys. Maybe. I don't think That's things probably. are that clear in the world of private investigating. I don't think so either. Sometimes the money Or is, anything else. <laughs> sometimes the money is less than the minimum wage I turned up my nose at. Now here I am, mentally cataloging dreams, failures, and fucking what-ifs while staring at four guns. Phew, thank God. Thug One nods his dark, closely cropped head. Dandruff is coming with us. <laughs> he says in a... Dandruff is coming with us, he says in a deep voice. Dandruff comes with me everywhere. (laughs) He says in a deep voice that one would expect from someone his size. Great. Thank you for that. Very Um, unnecessary line. Did his his jacket 
uh, like bleed into his pants. No, because like, so you, you can see the white dots on it. Oh, right, right, right. Harry, Harry slowly lowers the bat and takes two steps in my direction. I keep my pepper spray trained on him because he's still got the bat. Yep. The buckets of sweat dripping off Harry's face are telling. Um, he's hot. Yep. And there's we a, already, he already said it's like 107 yeah. degrees. And there's a good chance he might pee his pants any second. Okay. This is something that's happened to her Wait before. a second. He's not wearing pants. Or he's wearing pants, but his willy's hanging out. Right. He's not going to she pee never, his pants. Nope. His willy is still hanging out. Look, she, she knows this. His willy is still hanging out, and this is not something I care to see. Wow. That's a real, like, continuity error. Harry, <laughs> Harry has the nerve to whisper at me like we're a team. Get me out of here, and there's 10 grand in it for you. Oh, oh! he doesn't like these guys. He, I thought they were like his crew. He takes another step in my direction. I have no idea why he thinks I can save either of us with a can of pepper spray. I give a half eye to catty thug dudes. One steps closer. His gun turns fully to Harry. Moon wants dandruff in one way or another. He's ours. Oh, well, shit. Moon. I can't help feeling sympathy for Harry. Whatever he's done, he's pissed off the wrong person. I know exactly who Moon is. If you're a drug dealer, hooker, illegal gambler, or cop, you know who Moon is. Harry's in a shitload Those of trouble. Those are my four favorite kinds of people. <laughs> Harry's in a shitload of trouble, and I have a feeling Mrs. Dandruff won't need to worry about the prenup she signed. 20 grand, he says in desperation. His eyes jump around the garage, most likely looking for an escape route that won't get his ass blown off. Put down the bat, I tell him in an even voice. He doesn't hesitate. The bat slides through his fingers and clang- clangs against the cement. Harry inches closer. Now my canister turns toward the men. Thug One gives a slight shake of his head like he can't believe I'm this stupid. Seriously, I can't believe it either. I started shaking my head before before he did even. I come back with my own chin. What? 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 Oh, I come back with my own chin nod oh. and add some sheer bravado because it's all I have. This is my chin nod. I have no intention of allowing Mr. Dandruff to become part of a cement building foundation. You can't really do a chin nod without nodding the rest of your head because your chin is attached to it. Unless, unless you go like... Deep thoughts, Matthew. Mm-hmm. Nope. It's, your ch- <laughs> it's a whole head nod. Take care of your chin. <laughs> You've only got one. <laughs> I have no intention of allowing Mr. Dandruff to become part of the c- a cement building foundation. You need to get into your cars and get lost. I would s- th- th- those th- are fighting, fighting words. words. I would swear. You need to bug off. I would swear a grin tips Make the corners tracks. of Thug One's lips. He lifts his left hand and places his palm toward me in a pacifying manner. Moon wants a face-to-face with Dandruff to talk about a personal matter. His lips scrunch together, and now I'm sure it's a grin he's fighting. Not, he assures me, as an ingredient for a cement foundation. I almost believe him. Then why the guns? He takes another step closer, his hand still raised toward me, and his other hand still aiming a gun at Harry. You don't bring muscle to a bat fight. What? Wait, what does muscle mean? In- uh, uh, your fists. So... He- He's got a bat, so you always have to. The police or thugs and police always feel like you have to one up, so that's why you have guns to a knife. No, fight. I I, under, I understand that, but I I've never heard the word muscle used that way. Like muscle to me, like always has like positive connotations, right? Like, well, like I'm bringing I'm bringing the muscle means like oh. like I'm bringing like some tough guys with me, and maybe yeah. they do have guns. Well, we should really go to you to find our source of like you that's, know that's violence. Exactly, that's exactly what I'm saying. I'm an expert on, on the underworld, <laughs> on uh, beat downs, <laughs> uh, uh, curb stompings, right? Um, because curb stomping is a term that people do use. Yeah, if you're a corgi. Anyway. <laughs> 
Well, there you have it, because Thug One has a solid point along with plenty of muscle. You don't bring pepper spray to a gunfight either, and I've just been put in my place. The dumbest thing I've done since acquiring my PI license is pulling pepper spray on dandruff. I blink rapidly so I can see through a drop of sweat that's just entered my right eye. If that's the case, you won't mind if I tag along. I have no intention of tagging along. I'm just trying to get a better read on the situation. Mm -hmm. Before Thug One replies, Harry yells, stupid bitch, and tackles me. I go down, and my head connects with a concrete bumper guard. The world goes black. Chapter two. The throb wakes me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, hey, it's you, the throb. (laughs) And the last thing I want is to open my eyes. Maybe, Maybe someone set off explosives in my brain. Maybe someone did. Uh, maybe, I mean, we already know that she does have explosives Bloody in her breasts. body, yeah. right? I so can, she shouldn't be surprised when other body parts start exploding. I can hear the soft whir of a ceiling fan while the cool air cascades over me. My head actually thumps to the whir. While I'm, Wait, thumps to the whir? Mm-hmm. Thump to the whir. Thump to the whir. Thump to the whir. Thump to the whir. I'm the throb. <laughs> While I'm contemplating opening my eyes, I use my other senses to give me a clue about what's happened. So she's just I just imagine she's just feeling. Everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Now let's go. Let's go through all the senses. <laughs> I'm not in my own bed. Mine has a lumpy mattress. The bed I'm lying on is firm and comfortable. Oh. Oh, okay. The ceiling fan in my bedroom twirls with a loud, steady hum. This one is finely balanced, and it's only the generated wind that makes noise. Did she get abducted by a billionaire that uh-huh. she's going to fall in love uh-huh. with or something? Yep. Like a remembered nightmare, I suddenly recall Dandruff's, Dandruff's hairy take dick. Take a stand here. I fucking hate billionaires. Okay. <laughs> like a remembered nightmare, I suddenly recall Dandruff's hairy dick, a silver bat, mm. and several men with guns. My eyes pop open. The room, thankfully, has muted light, though I still squint as I look around. I give a small scream when I see a man sitting in a large chair in the shadowed corner of the room. He's watching me. My head objects to the scream, so I slam my jaw shut. Sounds like it's like not part of her. Roll to my side and cover my face with my forearm. A soft moan caused by the pain escapes my throat. The man doesn't make a sound. It's a minute or two before I can peel my eyes open again. He's still there. What is happening? His arms are stretched along the armrests of the chair and his fingers wrapped over the ends. I can tell he's tall because I can't see the back of the chair behind the top of his shoulders and head. Okay, that's a really Maybe weird thing. Maybe it's a thing. stool. His legs are long and clad in suit pants, similar to the ones the thugs wore. They must keep thugs are us in business. Okay, pretty funny. Miss Kinlock, his, his smooth, Miss Kinlock, his smooth whiskey voice fills the room. Who? I croak and try again. Who are you and where am I? A sudden ache travels behind my head and I wince. Lift up. His voice startles me because what? it's directly in my ear. I never heard him move. His hand slides beneath the pillow under my head and he helps me sit up slightly. The cool rim of a glass meets my lips. I have something here for pain, but take a drink of water first. Ah, what a sweetie. He smells good in a musky, delicious, cologne and man kind of way. And now we're taking it to a game. Okay. <laughs> okay, so he smells good in a musky, delicious, cologne and man kind of way. Use that uh, format and give us some cheesy romance romance novel smells. Okay. I I had fun. This was a good game. Thank you. I don't know if any of my answers are good. And I I don't even know if they follow the format. Uh, More or less. Hmm, Less. Sometimes less. Rarely more. Okay. Uh, Do you want to go first? I'll go first. She smells good 
in a smoky barbecue ribs kind of way. <laughs> Yum, I want to eat her. He smells sour in a sharp, piquant, kraut and pickle kind of way. <laughs> he smells good, like when you pull a half-finished orange Tic Tac out of your mouth and sniff it. <laughs> <laughs> that is so weird. What? I do not know why but I thought of so that. But so evocative. I love it. Thanks. That's really evocative. Because you can kind of orange. imagine what that's like, oh, right? Oh, totally. Yeah. I think you should write that into a book. Okay. She smells like hay in a bovine pastoral kind of way. <laughs> She smells good in an all kinds of good things thrown together kind of way, like a Chicago hot dog. Okay. He smells like Nirvana, but also a little stupid and contagious in a teen spirit kind of way. <laughs> that's, that's good. That's pandering to me. I like uh-huh. He smells good, like if God farted. <laughs> oh, God farts. She smells like nothing. No, literally, I can't smell. <laughs> Anosmia. Oh, no. She smells good in a sweet, funky, biodegradable kind Ew, of way. Oh, <laughs> compost. That's all I got. She smells like seagulls down by the seashore. <laughs> the seagull smell really sells to other seagulls. <laughs> so dumb. All right. So dumb. Are we done? I think we're done. Okay. What's our book for next time, Matthew? Our book for next time <laughs> is called... Fireman's Filthy Fourth. What? By Flora Ferrari. No. Yes. Oh, you are so happy. I have not looked at the text. Fireman's Filthy Fourth by Flora Ferrari. This is just going to be bad. Um, I'm Ferrari. very excited. I, it it meets our criteria. I have not looked at any of the book at all. I love it. Uh, and you can find us at lookinsidethisbookclub.com. Uh, at Facebook at facebook.com slash lookinsidetbc, which stands for Look Inside This Black Cadillac. Oh, very good. Or this this uh, breast cuckold. <laughs> no. Wait, what's cuckold meaning? Um, this is, wait, what's, there's a word that, uh, this breast conflagration, something oh. something that starts with C that, that has to do with explosions. Oh, that's what I would think I was going for. C4. Um. Oh, cuckold is the husband of an adulteress. Yeah. Husband of an adulteress. Okay. Yeah, that wouldn't make sense. But it's also like a, an insult slung by terrible people. Mm. Uh, and you can please leave us a review. Do, do we got got any new reviews? We have. We're now up oh. to 35. We got a really nice review recently. Oh, yes. Um, and uh, thank you to that third, number 35 reviewer. And you can be number 36. Please, please leave. Do. Please uh, go on to our Facebook page and, and send us that drawing of the exploding uh, uh, breasts. And uh, I will be off our Facebook page until our future notice. And uh, see you in the parking garage. See you next time. Did I dislodge the mic from you my did, mouth? Exactly. <laughs>